0: This is even fitting games, and we are doing a casual chat of all of our trans rights readathon picks. And it, it looks like it's just me and Alana because nobody else showed up. Rick was a complete jerk and flaked on us because <laughs> GaryCon, I guess. And Jason was supposed to be here and like also ditched. No idea what's going on. So yeah, here we are, Alana. We've already been talking about books for a good <laughs> hot minute. But now we're going to do it if if somebody wants to join in with us.
1: But what have you been reading this week, Alana? Uh, or- oh, no. So I read Hell Followed With Us by Andrew Joseph White. An Unkindness of Ghosts by Rivers Solomon. And then I had Light from Uncommon Stars.
0: Ooh, I did not read that for this thing, but I did, I read it recently.
1: And I forgot so, to write down her, the name. Rika Raya Aoki? Is that Rika Aoki, I yeah. believe, is correct. I love that one. Raika Aoki, yes, that is correct.
0: And you had one more, right?
1: And I also read tripping arcadia by kit mayquist
0: it's a lot and your books were a lot beefier than mine honestly i <laughs> wish i had had more time to read this week but i, I read i read pet by please excuse me awakey Amezi dragon tea society which i know is a children's book but shut up i read it with my kid by k o'neill the deep by river solomon and tomorrow will be different by sarah mcbride i'm also currently reading fierce fems and notorious liars by k chang tom and real sugar is hard to find by sim kern so we've got a lot of books between us where do you want to start uh, Do you want to talk um, about the one that we both have read, which is Light from Uncommon Stars? We
1: yeah, didn't even talk
0: about that one at all. Yeah, so. we haven't. Yeah. So that one will be fresh. Hot takes, guys.
1: <laughs>
0: Nobody, nobody's watching this right now, so maybe it'll go big on YouTube. Who knows? Um, <laughs> that's okay. If you were, if you come in at some point, I like comment and let us know what you read for the Trans Rights Readathon, because I honestly have had besides not having as much time to read i've had such a good time with this challenge and it's made me read different materials than i would have normally read outside my typical genres like it's it's done lots for me reading i think but what'd you think of light from uncommon stars
1: i really enjoyed it i uh i kind of liked the world of music that they kind of created with the stories? Absolutely. That one is a a
0: it's a Faustian bargain kind of thing. I'm not yes I don't feel like this is giving anything away. There are aliens. Which is like what? Yeah. <laughs> there's so there's a Faustian bargain with like a like a demon I feel like and not an alien. And also yes. aliens who have a donut shop
1: and it's amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's and wild there's really cool another yeah. their spaceship's the donut it's amazing <laughs> so like the the thing about this book is that that one is my genre like I read science fiction fantasy regularly so this mm-hmm. one I had read previously to this and I really it was so wild. It's such a it's such a hot mash mashup of different things and you don't feel like they should go together, but they go together we so did. well. It was
1: beautiful. <laughs> and, and oh oh the ending is just so heartwarming. I love that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ever everything it's 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 a great story. Uh I really loved it. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um, but then I think the other one, like so I I mean, honestly, I've read all of my books, I have good things to say about them, even though, like, so, like tomorrow will be different. I don't know if you know who Sarah McBride is. I remember that a transgender woman spoke at the Democratic National Convention in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. I remember that, but I did not know anything about her. I also did not know that this was that she was a politician when I picked this up. And would I normally read a politician's memoir? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. And at the beginning of the book, I was like, okay. Like, I kind of know what happens to a bill that makes it into a law. And I understand that thing and probably wouldn't have sat down for it. But by the end, sobbing. Absolute sobbing. <laughs> so...
1: Real <We'll do> in.
0: <laughs> yeah. So she's, like, super young it only comes from her time from coming out base or just slightly before coming out to like her being 25, five year span in this book. She gets married. Her, her husband dies of terminal cancer, like three days after they get married. It's terrible. I mean, terrible, sad, but like, honestly, there's a whole lot of her overcoming in this book. That is crazy. It's wouldn't have been my would not have been what i would have picked up had it not been for this and i'm glad i did like it was real wild if you want to talk about one that and then we'll we'll end with all the river solomon stuff because we have lots to say about rivers
1: (laughs) yes we do (laughs) i also read oh so i hell followed with us the andrew joseph white that one's like kind of embracing the monster within and kind of unleashing its powers on your oppressors sort of. Yeah. Helio. So that
0: one I think it's on my stretch goal list, which I'm not gonna get to. I'm like it'll <laughs> be on my list for later. Oh look it Jason's gonna come join us and it's <sighs> just in time. Yes hey, since Jason. Hi <laughs> So we've Sorry. been we've been talking but like literally we were just about like Alana was just about to talk about hell hell falls with us. Hey, so, I read that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I figured. We both uh, read it. <laughs> but it's on my list to read, and it is a a in a christo fascist society.
1: Yeah. The and angels control everything and are the oppressors, definitely.
2: <laughs> but the, the the angels are just the just the Christo fascists. That's what they call themselves. They're not Actual angels, not just... yeah, no, that's right, what they, right, right. They, yeah. they
1: refer to themselves as. The angels. Their monsters right. are called Grace, and
2: yes, yeah. they do make monsters. Yeah, <laughs> never, never really explains it. Just like no, it no,
1: not some, really. Just some, some
2: vague reference blood. to a scientist in a lab who made the flood, which yeah. was a virus that killed off everybody
1: pretty much everybody pretty much yeah, yeah uh, if you yeah. get touched if you get like the fluids of the monster on you or anything like that it was very contagious and it would transform you into one of those monsters violently in mm-hmm. a horrible way where you're literally like puking out your guts and yeah. literally not figuratively literally puking out your organs and black bile
0: so, <laughs> yeah. So people. I thought this was YA, guys.
2: <laughs> so the majority of people who get who came in contact with the flood were horribly killed when their their insides literally exploded outside. But some of them would get mutated, and and they were yeah they were considered holy by the the Christo yep. fascists yeah. yeah.
1: And then they created like the I think it was called Seraph.
2: They called it Seraph. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Seraph. Which is the the boy Benji that we follow in the story? He was, or yeah, he was created to be Seraph, or host Seraph, is what he refers it to. Mm-hmm. And he he's uh, basically a ticking time bomb waiting to happen.
2: Seraph is the monster that can control all the other monsters. So this is yes. like their this was like their chosen monster that they were trying to create these these crystal fascists with their labs. So they were like. Given all of these kids, like different versions of the virus, and, and Benji was the one who just happened to to take he was so special. He's the special
1: one <laughs> who who survived the basically Seraph,
2: right?
0: Right. But Jason, you had mentioned that this one is where the monster of the inside is also the the dysmorphia.
2: Yeah, that's kind of yes. yes. That it becomes. It's definitely the analogy that the author is using because Benji is, is a trans kid and so he speaks a lot about how coming to grips with his changing body and how it's alien to him but but becoming more used to him is, is kind of how he felt when he was realizing, you know, that that he was actually a boy, not a girl. And when Benji escapes from the from the cult, he, he finds himself His new family becomes a group of of LGBTQ kids who have taken over a local center and they are they're basically acting as mercenaries. Like they're 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 like they're they're trying to pick
1: off the angels.
2: Yeah, they 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 get hired by these group of redneck preppers to to basically kill off the angels and for every angel they kill, like the the preppers will give them food and stuff like that. But that was also too. It was like even even in the apocalypse, like the LGBT kids—they're outcasts from from the rest of society. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that's a wild ride, one. <laughs> Jason, I think you and I have both read *Pet* by. Yes,
2: I, I read *Pet* a few years. Awakey
0: yep. mm-hmm. Uh That uh, speaking of angels in this society, it's a utopian society. They've killed off all of the oh. monsters. Monsters being I. I mean, from what you understand, are anyone who does any harm to anybody. Yeah. Like, anybody who would hurt anybody. So it's it's pretty wild, but just the other thing that in this society that I thought was so great is that our Jam is our main character, Mm -hmm. and she was transgender and was like immediately put on all of her her hormones and stuff she has no body dysmorphia yeah. because she's been treated and it's like hardly a point in the book at all mm-hmm. which is wonderful and kind of different from some of the other books on that we've gone over right however yeah she's fighting with an angel although mm-hmm. he looks pretty monstrous to to see if there are any more monsters out there because we can't be complacent, I think, is the kind yeah, of...
2: Yeah, the... he, and he comes out of a painting, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is he, like, the biblical monsters? Or he's, like, the like, like an angel. Biblical, sorry? Yeah, that's yeah, he's what like I
0: biblical think. biblical angel, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so, like, and I feel like it's kind of left up ambiguous. And again, like, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't think you have to know that he's an angel to... I don't think it... Whether or not... It is. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it's not a, like, I don't think it has a gender, but whether or not it's an angel, I don't think is a big point of the book, but what it is, is that you can't be complacent. Even when you think everything is fine, Right. you still have to look for the signs. And if you just assume everything's gone, you'll miss things. Is I think the the message of that. And honestly, it was a great book. Like, I really enjoyed it.
2: I, I, I do remember enjoying Pet, yeah, when I read it. Yeah, I think I think it, it is an interesting take, though, that, that, that Pet's transgenderism... Is, or Not Pet, because Pet was the name of the monster. Yeah, Jam. Jam. Um, Jam's transgenderism is... Yeah, it's never really...
0: It's... let's like, just... It's, mentioned it's brought up, but, Ash, but it's not... Like a tiny yeah. child. Yeah, it's like not... she tells him. And then at some point she says like her estrogen cartridge in her arm is cold. Like I, other than mm-hmm, that, there mm-hmm. was nothing. You
2: wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. And I actually really liked that, that it was clear, but it was mm-hmm. in this society. It's so, such a non-issue. It was a really... I think that in a lot of the stories that you read where tra- transgenderism is featured, mm-hmm. it is often a really traumatic thing. And it yes. was kind of fun and nice to see it in this really kind of wholesome, uh, just almost a non issue, mm-hmm. and that there was mm-hmm. no problem. She was just always able to live her life.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there are. Lots of other problems in the book, but that ain't one.
2: (laughs) Maybe you you solve that problem. There's still a thousand more to deal
0: with. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. What else do we want to talk about?
1: Do you want to get into Rivers Solomon?
0: Yeah, I will. I will just say that if you, by chance, are looking for a book to read with your children who are young and you want to do this... Dragon Tea Society is delightful. (laughs) It does have what I feel like are depicted as non-binary and gay couples, although it's not, like, at all. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, in passing. It was just a lovely book to read with my six-year-old, and I recommend it. And he wants to read all of it because he thinks the art is so pretty. Because dragons (laughs) that have tea leaves... Coming out of their horns is amazing. That's
1: very adorable.
0: Do
2: they (laughs) they brew the tea with their tea leaves?
0: Yes, so it takes a long time for the tea to grow. I bet it does. And then, but these people that care for them are like, they're like dragon, the tea dragons are very small and they are Mm -hmm. not, they're like pets. They need people to take care of them. And so they take care of them and occasionally you'll get leaves. And this is a specialty. And it's, I think the lesson of it is to make sure that you are continuing to know like your history and the old ways, like even Mm -hmm. though other things Mm -hmm. are faster, like it is still really important to know things that are old and Mm -hmm. true and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Kind of like how everything became what it was from its roots.
0: Yeah, the one of the one of the characters is what, yeah. <laughs> one of the characters is a blacksmith. Like her mom is a blacksmith. And so like she's she's like, nobody uses swords anymore. Why do we do this? Because it's important to know and it's important to keep you know, because what if somebody did need something and this is an important skill? <laughs> so we keep doing it. And it's the same kind of thing with the with the the tea so
2: harvesting the dragons yeah
0: well no the dragons are <laughs> there's no hurting of the dragons in the harvesting oh. okay <laughs> However, it's
1: gently trimming right yes
0: exactly trimming.
2: for right. now
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was a it was said to be like a seven to nine year old book so and i read it with my six-year-old and it, it was fine you probably could even go younger. I don't feel like I was like going to say, that
1: sounds like little kid, like longer, younger toddlers and up could enjoy that as well. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. And the art is gorgeous. But yeah, the other books that I have on my list, I have not finished. Fierce Femmes and Notorious Liars is Magical Realism, which is not uh, maybe something that I would have picked up and honestly... I'm having a little trouble keeping track of what's drugs and what's magic. However, <laughs> I'm excited to finish it.
2: Why does there have to be a difference?
0: <laughs> I was going to say, is it a difference? <laughs> Maybe not. However, it's a wild ride.
2: I've had pretty similar experiences with both of those <laughs> things. <so. laughs>
0: and Real Sugar is Hard to Find is actually uh, just a series of short stories that are Kind of oh, yeah. uh, po- post-apocalyptic. That is Sim Kern, who is the originator. I know that this is a completely not leaderless trans rights readathon thing that we're all, but uh, they were the the originator of the idea and told everybody to raise money for you know different trans causes. Which, by the way, we have our link on the video that we are, we are raising money for the trans uh, health legal fund and the transgender law center. I think we're about halfway to our goal of a hundred dollars. So, you know, if you have the ability or just want to spread the, uh, you know, just support trans authors and trans Mm -hmm. stories, you can do that either way, either with money or with reading it and, being more inclusive in books and what you choose to to read and how you tell your own stories. So I think this is, Alana and I are like, we're so excited <laughs> to talk about this. So we read yeah. two books by the same author and they were so good. Yeah. Which ones did you guys Absolutely read again?
1: Delightful. So Alana read, go ahead. An Unkindness of Ghosts. By Rivers Solomon. And
0: I read The Deep by Rivers Solomon. And they are very different. But they yeah. are so wild. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh,
1: I'll start. Okay. So basically an unkindness of ghosts is transposes the plantation's cruelty to the stars. Is is one of the descriptors I read. <laughs> So that it's pretty accurate it's a uh, it's basically the ship Matilda is taking uh people to a destination to repopulate a world and yeah and but the ship has divided its uh, its passengers into the upper deckers and the lower deckers, and of course it's very classist and it's very like the uppers are definitely the oppressors the lower deckers are the oppressed and the description is there wealthy light-skinned for the upper deckers and the oppressed laboring lower deckers. So, yeah.
2: So pr- pretty, uh, pretty subtle with the analogies there. Huh?
1: The... <laughs> yeah. And there's literally a plantation, there's a several plantation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, spaces on the ship, literally on the wow. ship and there's a, right. there's a, the ship is run by something called baby, which is a, like a dwarf star and it's really small and it basically m- makes all of these plantations come to life and mm-hmm. they're all layered. So they have like, it's, it's insane. When you like read the, the story It's you're just imagining these things spinning around the sun and like each time getting their own time during the sun <laughs> that they need for the plants to grow and everything like that. So all the lower deckers are, are handling and, creating and cultivating all the food and repairs and astrid is uh the main character of the story and they are um they're like kind of ambiguous they don't really identify as female or male and they um they're basically of uh, a, a round house of knowledge they know everything about the ships about the plants about everything in the entire story so its it's very lovely it's very horrible at the same time, like what they deal with between the upper deckers and the lower deckers. (laughs) So,
0: And so my, my story by River Solomon is wild. And I only found out about how wild it is after I read the book. So back in the early two thousands, there was an electronic punk duo called, hang on a second. I'm going to tell you, they were called Drexia and they were writing concept albums about this race of people in the bottom of the ocean that had begun by women getting like enslaved women getting dumped overboard on ships if they were pregnant and like basically sick or anything like that. And they're babies who were in this kind of fluid uterine state who had never breathed air were then somehow taken in by whales and, like, transformed into people. They call them the Wajinru. Well, actually, at first they have a different name. But, um... Is this anyway, a real band? This is a real band called Drexia.
2: Drexia.
0: Okay, name. so then... They wrote a whole bunch of concept albums. There's all this mythology about these, these people who are living under the ocean and and this society. Then in 2017 or something, Ira Glass this goes, life. Yes, goes to a band called <sighs> Clippings. Okay. And I don't know all of them, but one of the main people that we would all know is David Diggs is in. Oh, Fittings, sure. From Hamilton, fame. From Hamilton, yeah. And they write a Afrofuturistic song for this American life, based on the Drexia concept albums of this society, this utopian society of Mer people.
2: And they made a some graphic novels as well and oh wow it just keeps getting
0: deeper and deeper like there's so much written most of the the songs are instrumental however like there's no like words to them but they wrote tons about this society Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: then this becomes a thing in 2017 and after that i don't know how but river solomon with this and also with the stuff from the clippings song writes this novella called the deep which all of the the concept arts are like the deep one through five million there are so many of them it goes
1: deep guys (laughs) excuse the pun on every level (laughs)
0: exactly (laughs) exactly This is I mean this rabbit hole like I finished this book today and I've just been like listening to the music that came from all of this mm-hmm. like I've just wow. been looking this up it's so wild so anyway this these mer people wow. live in the deep and mm-hmm. then it's kind of a concept of the giver where mm-hmm. there is a historian somebody who takes all of the traumatic memories of how they became a people and holds them for everybody else and they do a remembering once a year but this one person runs away in the middle of the remembering giving the people the memories and kind of goes off on an adventure on her own and that time away kind of lets her appreciate what it means to have all of this all of these memories also to fi- find wholeness in herself and have a little time to, you know, make friends with some of the two legs up on the surface. Surface um, people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really good. It's, I mean, yeah. guys, River I Solomon it. <laughs> beca- became an absolute must read author. I'm ready for yeah. Unkindness of Ghosts. The mer people definitely have genders, but all of them, like they identify with different genders, but they are all intersex. They all, like fish, have all the stuff. And that's pretty clear. And so, however they identify is how they identify. But they, you know, they, one, one character identifies as a we because they're one of the historians in the past and they have access to all these other memories. So it makes sense to me that if you're slipping into other people's memories and kind of reliving it, that you might, mm-hmm. yeah. Encompassing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But this was a wild ride and I'm really glad that I. That sounds
2: good. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm definitely reading the deep after.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. both of Like, honestly, I gave it five stars, and I am... I'm not somebody who lightly... Like, I religiously storygraph, mm-hmm. and I don't give out five stars. I try not to give out five stars. Like, if I love a book, I'm definitely going to give it five stars. But I try to be pretty sparing that a book has to be pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah. And not be
2: not good books.
0: Honestly... If I was gonna give it a note, I could have stayed in the society longer. Like it's a novella, but I could have read a thousand pages on it. Yeah, <laughs> that,
2: that's never a bad thing when you when you yeah. keep on reading. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just so want to keep going. yeah. Any any other books? I know you had one other one, right? Yeah,
1: it? it was? Tripping Arcadia. And yeah, and one, I it, had
0: never heard of this one before you said you were reading it, so.
1: Yeah, I can't remember how I found it, but it's basically you're following Lena, who's a Boston med school dropout, and she ends up landing an assistant job for a full-time physician for the Verdeau family, who is, like, a very higher, upper-class family, and they've got, like, big money, basically, is what it comes down to. And it's kind of her journey and relationships with these people and finding out the truth because it's very like, it's a little bit crime story sort of thing where it's like uncovering bits and pieces as you go along. And yeah, and she like, uh, so she becomes great friends with Audrey Bordeaux, who she actually has a romantic interest with. And then she's taking care of Audrey's brother, Jonathan Bordeaux, who is very ill and it Later on, you you find out why. I won't spoil that because I'm pretty sure people would love to read the story and find the mystery themselves. But yeah, so she's just helping out with his family and it kind of gets wild, a little crazy. There's like these parties you have that you discover that are kind of twisted and full of drugs. And she's literally preventing people from dying at these parties from overdoses without getting the police or emergency involved, just as like a little piece that you find out really early on (laughs) just just to entice (laughs) but yeah so so yeah that's the it's basically like a little crime mystery it's a little fun one but yeah that's that story
0: (laughs) yeah I mean honestly this experience I I'm hoping to finish these last two that I've been working on probably won't get any further than that because I have I've read a lot this week and been really busy. However, I was, you know, I and I don't know if this was Alana and my conversation <laughs> beforehand cuz we were talking a long time before we actually went live. Yes. yes we
2: <laughs> you used up all the good stuff.
0: I know. But I there was so much that I like wouldn't have picked up. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. have picked up Sarah McBride's book. I probably wouldn't have picked up Fierce Femmes and Notorious Liars. I wouldn't it's just like it's been kind of a fun thing to read different genres and outside of my wheelhouse and this really forced me to to pick up some new books and I really appreciate that
1: yeah I also agree with that because I I I probably wouldn't have tried Light from Uncommon Stars unless I heard about it through some great Oh, I would have
0: told you (laughs) I would have told you that that was great
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> but tripping Arcadia, I wasn't I wasn't expect I was like, this is gonna be very I don't know well, if I like this. <laughs> yeah, well I was, it was, so you I was said
0: surprised. It, you said it was like uh like Jane Eyre and then I was like, wait a second, and drugs? And like, okay, that's why yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's modernized I, I it's, yeah, it's just like modernized pride and prejudice. Yeah, Jane Eyre, that kind of style so of So like
0: Regency
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah. That's what it feels like when you first start it. I actually didn't realize it was like present day until somebody was like and I pulled out my phone and texted so and so and I was like what <laughs> I was so confused and I was just like okay never mind I'm like way off where I'm thinking that this is wrong because they, it has that flor- flowery language yeah, and like it's very like proper and very you know that, that sort of mm-hmm. feeling from Pride and Prejudice and well and if and you've
0: that. got uber rich people it Oh of, yeah, but it often changes often, the, yeah. the
1: language. <laughs> yeah, until yeah, the drug true.
0: orgies start. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, straight up, it was like cookies. it was weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, like not going to yuck anybody's yums
1: here, guys. That's true. Why that's else true. would
2: you be rich?
1: If <laughs> For all orgies? the drug <laughs> orgies, coercing people with drugs, money. I guess that's
0: why none of us are. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to join then. That's just me. <laughs> that's just because Alana's not rich enough yet, and she's Canadian, yeah. so she's too polite to say that she <laughs> would join a drug orgy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Only if she were invited. She wouldn't presume, wouldn't just show yeah. up. That's yeah, that's no. polite. Yeah.
0: But if somebody says, Hey, I got this party over here, then she's to go.
1: <laughs> you have to add the A in all the way. <laughs>
2: Hey, I got this party over here. That's how you ask somebody to a drug orgy, that's for sure. Hey, I got this party over
1: here. Somebody actually told my sister the origin of A, and we were kind of surprised what it was. It's actually British, and it's apologize. Of course A is apologize. I thought you were going to tell
0: us the origin of orgies. We all knew. No,
1: I can tell you a funny definition of orgy. I'm ready for it. Okay, it's five people with their socks off on a bed. I can't remember where I read that, but it was like the funniest thing I ever read.
2: Some of them have their socks off.
1: Yeah, yeah I,
0: was gonna, I was gonna say I uh in college walked in on a on a very in my apartment that I was not staying at that current night walked in on a whole lot of people naked and some people crying and it was real awkward no that would be very awkward (laughs) and i was like i was moving out and so i had to like i had told my roommate i was gonna clean the oven but i was like i'm gonna just come back later (laughs)
2: excuse me i'm just i just need to get
0: um, (laughs) i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna just spray this down (laughs) and then it and then it says to let it wait a couple hours and I'll.
2: Oh, no, no, thank you. I'm fine. Thanks. I just <laughs> didn't get to
0: the other guy. College is a wild time, guys. <laughs> it is. And I was not involved, but my roommate was. <laughs> <But> your roommate. <laughs> right. Yep. All right. Guys, I don't know that anybody joined us, but you know what? We had a fun know. time. Yeah, we had a fun time. And, and this, this wild, you know, read a book. By somebody mm-hmm. you wouldn't normally read by. Yes, don't this whole thing. I feel like should be kind of a call for everybody to to read stories outside of you know your comfort zone. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say like to really curate your like you know during February everybody's like read books by black authors, mm-hmm. but I feel like we should always be curating what we are what we are consuming yes yeah make sure that we're reading broadly and i feel like this also falls into that to make sure because i don't know bringing it back here like we're we're creators like we are we are writing and and Mm -hmm. arting and all that kind of stuff (laughs) and like it's important to take in all of these different perspectives so that we are not because part of writing and part of Art in general is to see other people do their craft well and Mm -hmm. to see other perspectives, because if all you are going to do is write from your own, you know, very narrow worldview, then there's not much fun in that. So read broadly, game broadly, art broadly. yeah,
1: Stuff.
2: Stuff. Stuff. drug orgy broadly yeah whatever <laughs> that's you know. Their
1: catchphrase now. stuff, yeah. <laughs>
2: stuff broadly
0: <laughs> yeah no but i that's that's the encouragement make sure that's that your table good. is inclusive to everybody tabletop gaming is notoriously great for people to explore other parts of themselves and you know explore different perspectives and things that you wouldn't normally do in your regular life. And I feel like honestly, book talk and TTRPG talk should overlap in a lot of ways because Definitely. I am both of those kinds of nerds.
2: I would love to do a regular book club with you guys. Actually. Like maybe, yeah.
0: I think we maybe should. a couple of
2: times a month we, we, we do
0: that. Hey, you know? yeah. I would love it. Especially, honestly, I'm so glad that I Those of
2: us who know how to read.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, you know, Rick said he was going to be here, but then, like. Rick
2: says a lot of things. Isn't Rick and Gary Con right now? Like, why would Rick even say he was going to be here?
0: I don't know, because he he wanted us to know that he could read, and then he lied. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
2: About reading. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Actually, like a lot of our team did not have time, but I would love to do that. I read probably like I am not a TV person, so I read like that is my main entertainment is usually in my ears.
2: Let's let's drop a couple of book ideas into the Discord maybe. Start a start Yeah, that would be a channel. And see if, if we can get people interested in reading the book. And then, that know,
0: would be really great. And it would, every, it would be every awesome. Every
2: couple of weeks, somebody else picks the book. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And it'd be awesome if, you know, people from our Discord also Absolutely. wanted to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. I'll actually hold on one second. I'm going to also link our Discord. There uh, is. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. There it's no, not. that is. That is it. I don't know why it's, it has the it's Discord not- invite link, but... Oh Just well. To
2: tell you what it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but join our Discord. Mostly it's memes and us being weird. But you know, I'd love for it to be other stuff. And honestly, storytelling is a huge part of tabletop gaming, and I yep, really yep. think it's important to to read to broaden your your abilities as a game master. So thanks for joining us. Hopefully, maybe it'll be a regular thing. Maybe yeah, see us fun. back here. Sure. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jason. And I'm Erin. Thanks, Erin. And... Thanks
2: a Thank
0: you. <laughs> yep. And good night. Good night.
2: Good night.